entertained? Are you not entertained? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. You're listening to the French Press Podcast, where we discuss events from our life. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. It is episode 425. And it's Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. One quick correction. Last week's episode was numbered 423, and that was a mistake. It actually was 424 last week. The one about the biker wave or biker wave on a bicycle and Layton's woke Christianity talk. So today's episode, it is uh, Jeff and I, you heard his voice already. And over the weekend, we had the, an, or not annual, but like the every now and again, every few years, PWI fall party. Yeah. And it really is impressive how people, how adults can get excited about children's games. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk maybe a little bit about that and, and why that is. We had different relays that the employees were a part of and were split up in different teams. And uh, my team did take home gold. So that was pretty rewarding. And then I also have a story about the following day. Mm. And it kind of ties into the fall party. Mm. <clears throat> So we do have some feedback, though, before we move on. Charlene Pollard commented on last week's episode on Facebook, and she said, Leighton, I listened to your message at Cross Point Mennonite Church. Very interesting. Good job. So thanks for that, Charlene, and we'll pass that on to Leighton. And if you guys ever do want to leave a comment, you can, you can leave a comment on the Facebook post, or you can send a direct message either on Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. We do get all of those kind of in a consolidated uh, portal provided by Facebook. So that's the only feedback that we've got. So, yeah, let's talk about the fall party. Um, just a brief overview. It's, it's on a Saturday you know, afternoon and evening, and there's, uh, there's food. And kind of the big, uh, the big part of the evening is a few employee relays or competitions. Mm-hmm. And um, this year it was um, Connect Four, mm-hmm. Garden did, Yard Connect Four, or how would you this, describe that? Was it last year or two <laughs> years ago that we did it the first time? It was uh, It was either 2018 or 2019. Okay. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was 2019. I think so too. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, so there was, so there was a garden connect four. Mm-hmm. we're split up into four different teams competing against each other. Mm-hmm. And then there is like a, uh, I don't know, what, a zip lining competition, like how fast zip lining yeah, relay, it's, maybe it's, it's that's what, the best way to describe it, but it's not what it is. Yeah. So uh, let's describe. And then after that, there was to break the tie, there was a tug of war. Yeah which was pretty epic. Mm-hmm. And it, by the way, if you want to watch any of these different things, you can go over to the PWI uh, Facebook page or Instagram, mm-hmm. and you'll see some photos from the evening. Yeah. Um, but why do you think, Jeff, it is, speaking of the Connect Four, that's such yeah. a, a simple game. You know, if, yeah. if you would pull it out at lunch break at work and ask someone to play with you, they'd be like, Jeff, not today and not tomorrow or the day after that. Yeah. So what makes it so exciting um because it was intense like, well like people were and they were so intense that they made mistakes yeah it, like <clears throat> I, I think i think this is my theory that when you have a group activity a game that you have to play as a team um <clears throat> it can't be a complicated game 
It can't be a game where you have to think really hard and analyze. Um, it has to be a game where each individual can make their own judgment calls without conferring with the rest of the team. Now, and, and, and there are games that are like that where you can make a judgment call and, and talk about it, but this is a game of speed, and games of speed just don't have time for that. Because you're not taking turns here. You're, you're standing back about 20 Yeah, each team is standing feet, about 20 feet away. 20, 30 yep. feet. You have to run up, and yeah, you don't take turns. Just as fast as you can run up and play and yep. run back and tag your next team member so they can run up and play. Yep. So if you have if you have a team of, of really fast guys, you could probably, by the end of the game, be three or four turns ahead of the other team. That is how we won a few of our matches, was because we were literally just, we'd get two plays in by the time they had one. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, uh, I mean, you're right. Like, if, if you can get ahead that way, if you can play more times, you're you're probably going to win. Yeah. But it, it's also interesting. I had a winning play, and I was I actually didn't even see it till afterwards. I was trying to block the opponents, mm-hmm. and I ended up connecting four yeah. of ours. Mm-hmm. So, like, it is that, like, it's so intense. Like, like yeah, you're kind of, like, and, blinded. And this is a giant connect four game. It's, yeah. like, it's like three feet tall mm-hmm. and four feet wide. Like, it's huge. Uh, it's not the one that you set on top of your table. No, um, no definitely not. At one point, it, it did, and to give an idea of how competitive it was, at one point, one of the players saw that the other team was making a winning move while he was running up to it, and he actually dove into it and knocked it over, like in order to block the other player from from putting it in. So this is how competitive it got. It was like rugby connect four. Yeah. Intense. So, so lots of fun. And then, so then, how would you describe the the zip line relay? Yeah, so you wear a harness that's pretty much the same as a zip line harness. It's, it's basically a zip line harness. But then, um, instead of being attached to a rope that is of a fixed length, uh, you instead are attached to a self-retracting lifeline, <clears throat> which functions very similarly to a seatbelt. And the idea is that you can move up or down on any surface. You know, if let's say you're working on a ladder, um, you could you could go up and down the ladder slowly, but if you would fall off, it would catch you before you hit the ground because you start falling fast. Just so, like a seatbelt does. Right, right. So if you go really fast, then, then it catches you. So the goal of this game was... Uh, and, and this thing, this this and and right lifeline. now, I'm actually going to post a picture of Jeff yeah. and Layton uh, during this activity. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so on, this on, on Instagram. Was, um, so, so head over there and check this out. It was attached to it, it rolled back and forth on a rail. Um, that and the rail was about 30 feet long, <clears throat> and underneath the rail on the floor were marks with tape, and the idea was that you had to. It was a relay, so you you took turns and and got all your guys through this process, but you put the harness on, you buckle it up, and then you have to reach up and grab onto the cable and yank it down really hard so that it latches like the seatbelt function engages, and you take a running start, and you have to <clears throat> you have to hang off of this lifeline. As you're rolling along, so that your feet cannot, uh, your feet are not allowed to step inside in between the two tape marks that are on the floor. 
All right, so you have about five feet to start with, and then you have to lift your feet off the ground. And at the very end, you have about five more feet where you have a chance to put your feet down and gain some momentum or turn around. Um, <clears throat> but what my team discovered was better than uh, at the end turning around, it was better to just allow yourself to come to the end of the track and there was a stopper at the end of the track and it would and you would hit against that and your whole body would kind of like swing out and then swing back and you would just roll back in one motion um it felt slower but it actually was faster than trying to stop and start again it was it was actually faster to use just your body weight to do that um and, and that was pretty intense and it was the picture i have i got a perfect like jeff is like swinging at the end <clears throat> He hit the stop, and he was just swinging back now to go the other way. Yeah. Uh, so that was really fun. Um, the way this worked, so I think this was a very good call on the part of uh, whoever organized this. But we split the whole PWI into teams, into four teams. And each team had anywhere from 16 to 20 people. All right. <clears throat> Um, and actually there probably would have been a few more if everybody would have showed up, but not everybody was able to make it. And for each game that we played, you could only use 15 of your players. So let's say, for example, you have someone that is not able to run. Then you can just exclude them from the running game. Um, or, um, yeah, so it, it actually worked out really well. Uh, because then, then each team had an even number of players. It was fair, um, and then also it just um, it didn't make people feel bad f who couldn't participate or really didn't want to participate. Yeah, <clears throat> and th by the way, these are some great ideas. If you have a company that just wants to have a fun evening, um, of, and you're not sure what to do for relay games, <laughs> obviously. This the zip lining was very specific to products that PWI builds, mm -hmm. but the Connect, but we'll build one for you. But the Connect Four, well, yeah, we could build one for you. But the Connect Four wasn't like that's just yeah, you know, not at all, nothing related to, you know, what PWI does. Um, and obviously tug of war, anybody can do that, and yeah. that's that's a great team building exercise. Yeah. Um, but if you have people, and people were into it. Yeah, like, they were very, very into it, mm -hmm. and it's just it is it is fun. It does build camaraderie between the company when you can get together and, and have some fun like that. Uh, and it's also fun just for the families too, because you can bring your you know your your spouses or your children or whatever. Yeah. They had food and fireworks. The fireworks are pretty good. Yeah, um, the food was amazing. The food was terrific. The fireworks, Jeff. Um, I was so sick. Two or three years ago, whenever the last one was, mm -hmm. I, I, w I was there, but as the evening went on, I got more cold and more sick. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the night, when the fireworks were going, I actually curled up inside the vehicle and just tried to kind of like watch them a little bit yeah. and grab some photos. So I actually, my memory of it seems very unreliable. Yeah, Because sure. from what I remember, I don't know, it seemed like at the a few years ago, the fireworks were like a, like being in Jerusalem when Hamas is sending over <laughs> rockets, and maybe that's a bad, I guess I don't even know how that is, but <laughs> it seemed like an assault. Yeah, it seemed like an assault, 
And, and I didn't feel like quite, there was quite as much of an assault this year. Yeah. Were you level-headed and clear-headed during both of these events? And what was your yeah. comparison? Um, yeah, I would say that, that like two years ago or three years or whenever that was, um, that fireworks show was a lot more intense. Um, it didn't last as long. I don't think it was as long of a time. So I think probably about the same amount of fireworks were shot off, but this one here took about it was about a twenty minute fireworks show. I would say mm-hmm. it was it was pretty fair. Uh, it was it was actually a really good show. It was actually it was better than Napanese Fourth of July fireworks for sure, uh, which isn't hard to do. But um, but yeah, the like like the last one that we had, there were also some I think ground explosions that they did as well, which which just kind of intensified the experience. Um, but, but in general, I would say they were pretty comparable as far as, uh, how good they were. Yeah. Um, but the other one, yeah, the other one was a little bit more, um, more rapid fire and more intense overall. I agree. All right. So one of the things that we did, or are you, are you finished talking about the, yeah. uh, okay. <clears throat> Kendra sent out a message asking for people to bring their cornhole boards to the, the party. And so I volunteered to bring ours. And so we had them in the, the pickup truck. And um, on, so, so that was Saturday night. And then Sunday, we had planned to go down to Indianapolis to visit a friend. Mm-hmm. And we just, uh, we could have, and we ended up just leaving the boards inside the truck on the way down. Just, just didn't take them out just because we just didn't think it was necessary. We were just going to get them out when we got home, mm-hmm. back home on Sunday after or evening. <clears throat> so on the way down, it was it was mostly fine, but there was a few roads where if you would uh, hit bumps just right, there'd be this loud, <clears throat> oh yeah, clap. Yeah, these boards like a came apart yeah. and then like snapped back together. Yeah, let me make sure. I'm just trying to, yeah, kind of like that. And it, like it wasn't bad for the most part. Just like a couple roads and then it would like hit. It was it was sharper. It was sharper, sharper than that. Than that. Uh, just a couple roads where it actually happened like three times in a short amount of period and then mm-hmm. it stopped. So it was a little bit irritating and annoying. Anyway, we get down to Indy and we decide to, to visit a church down in Indy. So we, we go in there and it's, uh, um, they have prison worship music. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's very nice. And there's like, some of the songs are a little more upbeat and there's some people there that are um, clapping on a couple songs mm-hmm. where they're, mm-hmm. they're clapping with it. And you know they change songs, and then there's a couple towards the end of the kind of the worship service. <clears throat> the uh, the music gets a little more, I would say maybe uh, a little bit slower and a little more uh, reverent, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't remember what the song was, which I, I didn't know all the songs anyway. But uh, there's these uh, these two women, very docile women, walk in and they have masks on. And very, yeah, very docile, and um, and they sit beside us, and the songs are playing, and it's like it's building a little bit, but like not to the point where it is upbeat or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden, this docile woman starts clapping, and it's sharper and louder. It's like the boards are with <laughs> us in church, <laughs> except it's even sharper and more loud. And no one else is clapping in, in the entire church. No one else is clapping. <laughs> and she continues to do this. And I'm telling you, like, I, I, I didn't look over, but it, it sounded like she had magnetic rocks in her hands 
and those were like clashing together. Uh. <laughs> it was so loud, <laughs> so loud and so sharp, and it just uh, it didn't stop. It happened in that song, and then in a song later, it happened again. And no one else, it wasn't when anyone else was clapping. Yeah. So, like, there were some songs that Was it even to the rhythm of the music? It was, but it was pretty fast. Yeah. It it was to the rhythm, but it was like, it was was pretty fast like this. Yeah. It wasn't like a, (laughs) it was sharp and loud, and my wife and I, uh, I don't think we'll ever forget it. And and now I think just sometimes when we're in church, we might just nudge each other and and probably won't start clapping, but definitely something (laughs) that we won't, we won't soon forget. Anyway, that was actually it for that. Wow. Yeah. Life experiences. Yeah. All right. Well, Jeff, do we have anything else to talk about? You know what? Um, I don't. I thought I would maybe come up with something as I was, you know, as we were discussing, but I, I don't really have anything. It's, there, it's been a dry week. Is there anything uh, with current events or... Or tech news or politics. Well, let's not get into politics on this podcast. But uh, <laughs> it did start snowing. Oh, yeah. We had our first official snow yesterday. And and it was unusual in that snow actually stuck on the ground, which, which does not usually happen in the first snowfall of the year. And it usually doesn't happen until... December. I mean, yeah. Well, I, I think that we often have some snow in November, like at least one snowball yeah. snowfall before Thanksgiving. But then it snowed again today. Not as bad as yesterday, but like yesterday, it was actually to the point there was there was decent slush on some of the roads, and I was driving, and I actually like felt myself starting to slide around and almost went in the ditch. And I was like, wow. I can't drive this fast. And I wasn't even going. I was going like fifty. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, the weather was definitely surprising. So anyways, um, yeah, if you need me, I'll be in Florida for the rest of the winter. I'm kidding, but... As as you have gotten older, has your view uh, on weather or seasons changed? Uh, no. But I've generally never really liked the winter. I used to love the winter. I used to look... I think maybe when I was a kid, I loved it. I definitely, yeah, I loved it when I was a kid. You go outside and run around in it for the first after the first snow yeah, or after a fresh snow. But as I've gotten older, I dislike it more and more. And I don't know why. It's not like I'm forced to be out in it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure exactly why I dislike it. You know, Ruben, you have a point. I, I kind of in the same way, but I, I think for me, it's just when it's cold outside, you're generally just colder in general. And I just don't like feeling cold. Yeah. Um, part of it, I think, is because I actually have uh, poor circulation in my extremities, like my fingers. If I'm working in a cold room, my fingers will actually like get kind of stiff and it will hurt. And I'm typing, you know, most of the day, and so that's it's it's annoying. Hmm. Um, and just like you get into your car to drive to work, and it's it's cold, and the seat's cold. And your shirt's pulled up just a little bit in the back, and it's really cold. And yeah, I think maybe my biggest—I I do hate those things. I also—it annoys me like tracking slush in and out of the house and in mm. and out of vehicles. Mm. It just—it just drives me nuts. Mm. I hate it. 
I wonder if, if I've changed more since I live in my own house. Mm, if I've possibly. started to realize more responsibility with keeping it clean sure. and disliking what the winter weather does. Anyway. All right. Well, I think that's, I think we're just yeah. going to wrap it up then. We were going to have uh, Militant Mitch on the podcast, but he had to go uh, to his child's haystack fundraiser. We're not as important as kids. No, I guess not. I'm sorry, Mitch. I'm not sure if we can call you Militant anymore. No. Mediocre, maybe. Mediocre, Mitch. There we go. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Like we said, if you do have questions uh, or, or comments or messages you want to leave, do that on Facebook or Instagram, and we'll check those out. And I think that's it. Uh, Jeff, what is the point? Uh, the point is uh, when you're driving, make sure that there's no cornhole boards in the back of your vehicle because you might think you're getting shot. Um, point number two, if you want people to notice you, clap in church. And that's it. Sorry, I do want. I just want to interrupt a little bit. <laughs> uh, most of our churches, you know, we don't clap during the normal worship time and singing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder what would be the reaction be, Jeff, if if Sunday morning, if you would just start clapping really loudly to the beat of the one song, <laughs> but it has to be loud, like it has to be. I think that not people, subtle people would look at you sideways because it's. That's just not how we do things. Yeah. Well, it wasn't how they did, other people did things either in this church, except for this one person. I think it's, uh, historically, Mennonites have sung songs really slowly. And that's, like, basically ever since Mennonites were a thing. And I don't know how you would clap to one of those old songs, like the way they used to sing it. But Here's one other little uh, tidbit from that story. So the two docile ladies came in, and then a little bit later, two men came in as well who were with them. And the one time when she was clapping, the older gentleman like kind of like put his two fingers back by his ears. Kind, it was hard to tell. I didn't actually see it, but but my wife Carmen saw him, and she couldn't tell if he was plugging his ears or just like kind of massaging his ears. But then as soon as she stopped, he like put his hands down again. So it was obviously a problem for him. It was a problem for a lot of people, yeah. There, there was some people that were, like, trying to look, see what's going on without being too obvious. All right, so there are the points. And, Jeff, what is the word of the week? Word of the week is clapping. <laughs>